Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 112. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. 112 seems like a lot. I know. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, we have a short talking, one today. Yeah, just talking NBA, um, basically. Just sports today. Very eventful conference finals, I will say. Yeah, it's, it's strange that even though the... Um, well, the score in the East isn't, you know, looking good. The games have all been really competitive. Every game so far yeah. has been competitive. It's yeah. been an even. Uh, honestly, I, I would th- I would say both sides have had an even series, with the exception of the first uh, Laker uh, Nuggets game. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk about the series that we uh, we argued quite a bit last yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had different kind of thoughts. I was, I mean, it, it sucks because scoring wise, I was dead wrong. But the things that I thought they would do well, they're still doing well. But the turnovers, man. I mean, the turnovers are atrocious. They're bad. And they're, and they, they're like unstoppable, like layups for Miami. When they turn the ball over, it's a bucket. It's not like they're turning over and getting back yeah. and making any stops. Miami's scoring on like every single turnover. And a lot of them are like just blatantly stupid. Yeah. I don't understand. Like a lazy pass or just like a dumb pass or trying to force something that you don't need to force. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's bad. It's not looking good. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's definitely not looking good. <laughs> I made a I made an interesting point, uh, and this was off podcast. But I remember I told you, like Miami has so many. If Miami gets to the finals, they have like four or five potential uh, finals MVPs. Yeah, they do. And I said that you know, kind of jokingly, including Harrow and and maybe like another role player who could get off, maybe like Crowder, the way he was shooting at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Harrow. <laughs> It's Tyler Harrow apparently heard me and was like, yeah, I could do that. It's looking clear cut like it would be him at the moment. I mean, dude, offensively, he has been the the key for them. Yeah, the major, major key. Yeah. And what's crazy, I mean, you know, he's he's gotten praise all over the sports world at this point, but it's crazy how composed he is. Yeah. He's... Like, good defense hasn't rattled him once this series. Yeah. He's a scoring machine, man. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen somebody live up to being a bucket as much as he, he is living up to it right now. And what's strange is <clears throat> you can't really, like, pinpoint what he's good at because he's just, like, really good at everything. Like, there's times where I think he's mostly a shooter or, you know, at least a jump shot scorer. And then he makes these cuts, like the last cut he made that Jimmy passed to him. Yeah. Like, I, I really did not think he was going to make that layup. It was a really tough layup. I know. That, and, that like, sides, the, the hardened three he took right in Smart's grill. Yeah. I was like, no way. I Like, he, he doesn't really show range like that. No, he doesn't. And then all of a sudden he hits that, and I'm like, uh, okay. Like, I don't really know how you guard Miami when he's doing that. Right. Yep, and then that was just crazy. He's one of those players in this, you know, in his situation as a rookie, where you know 
he can make the team better and the team can make him better. Yeah. And and not like as improvement wise, it just as far as opportunity. Because the team being how good they are defensively and as balanced as they are scoring, it provides him a lot more space and a lot more uh yeah. room for failures, I guess. He can miss a he can airball a shot, it won't do anything to the team because the team's just that good. Right. Um, and he gets he gets the luxury of like he could feel out when they need him to be aggressive and when he's just kind of like a a spot up threat out there. Yep. Uh, yeah. But but to his credit, man, he has done whatever they've needed. That's what he's done. Yeah. Because a absolutely. lot of people are looking at the thirty seven points that he had, but to me, he had like four or five assists that guys just missed easy shots. Yep. And he's I, he's had big assists. The whole series. Right. And people have, um, you know, they've been overlooked because a lot of times the player is spectacular. Like, it's Jimmy who hits a spectacular shot afterwards, but, or bam. But his assist game has been great, too. Yeah. And a lot of times the best scorers are pretty good assist guys, you know, because they get other guys open. Uh, they, they make a big play because the defense is concentrating on them. But he's, I mean, he's he has vision. He's legit yes. vision. I love scorers who are uh, unselfish, mm-hmm. and that's that's what he's been to me. Like he's not, and I think where where maybe I don't know if Calipari made the mistake or maybe he just wasn't ready at Kentucky at that point. But he was kind of trying to be a point guard at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and to me, he's not a point guard. He's just like a playmaker. Right. Uh, and, and Miami puts him in that position really well, and he's capitalized at every point. Maybe he was a point guard in high school. I think he was, yeah. He probably was the, the guy right. all they had. Right. And, you know, sometimes Calipari just doesn't even recruit positions. <laughs> He'll just get five guys and figure it out once they get right. there. Right. And he's, to his credit, he does that better than I think a lot of coaches can. Yeah. He does. Uh, but at the same time, you don't really – some of these guys, like Devin Booker is another guy who comes in and he has this package that we just haven't even seen. Right. Like I can't even be mad at the people who didn't draft Devin Booker because we didn't see that. Right. Yeah, and Murray. I mean, Murray averaged 20, but who would think he'd be averaging 40 in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone really thought that. Right. Um, and I, I think most college – coaches wouldn't even have put murray at point that's a good point man he he does he's another guy who doesn't really look like a point guard to me no he doesn't he's just aggressive and he's at times he makes good decisions so he could be a good playmaker yeah but harrow's a lot more consistent at it to me they had tyler ulis on that team too right in college with murray Uh, and booker uh, yeah i feel i think so and he was just a point guard because he was the shortest guy on the court all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting seeing a lot of the quote-unquote young guys because at this point they're not necessarily – they're not really young, but the young guys who transition from that program, it, I mean, it, it's, it's just interesting. Uh, Anthony Davis, I didn't think he'd be – I mean, he was first pick, but – how he is now, I didn't think he'd be like in some people's top five in the league. Yeah. I, I didn't think his offensive be. game was would be as kind of 
individually elite as it is at times. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it just going back to Miami, man, the culture is there for their guys to thrive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about, I've talked about it for years, even when, even when LeBron first left, uh, it was kind of when I initially noticed that Spolstra has these guys competing, no matter who's out there, no matter how they're playing, no matter who their best player is, they compete every game. Yep. And shout out to uh, Pat Riley. I think he he looks for guys who are going to bring that to the table. I don't I don't think yeah. he even you know puts guys on the roster that he doesn't feel confident in their you know ability to compete. You know, with the exception of waiters, <laughs> everyone else though I think he's he's one of those guys. He's a headhunter for that kind of spirit. Um. And it, it kind of shows you that LeBron may get a little too much credit for elevating the Miami guys because they elevate all the time. Right. They elevate when he's not there. It's just that Miami culture. Yeah, and you know what I think has really been noticeable in this series is that because Miami has all this versatility, Spolstra can try things. Yeah, you can. Like, Spolstra has tried the zone, and to me, he's he's kind of adjusted the zone almost every game. Yeah, yeah. And it's been, like, minor things, like putting maybe a different player in a certain spot. Uh, but it created, I thought, putting Jimmy Butler, like, primarily in the middle in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. uh, got them a ton of turnovers. Putting Iguodala in that same position at one point got them turnovers. Yep. Uh, and, like, Spolstra went from playing you know his pretty much his whole roster or the majority of his roster to playing seven guys yesterday right and it looked like they look like a team who should be playing seven guys yesterday yeah he also experimented putting guards on the bottom right to get out on the corners right and you know jimmy at the top of the tree his you know he makes those tough deflections and then he's the first guy down court because he's at the top for the easy layup, the dunks. Um, you know, when I was in <laughs> when I was in middle school, uh, the best player in the area, his coach would run the zone, and he was like a small forward. He would run the zone with him at the top, and you know, all the other guys below him were shorter. Yeah. But it was because the same thing that Spolster does with Jimmy is that length. And he wanted him to be the primary scorer on the turnovers. Yes. And, and um, yeah, I think I think it work. It would work well on either West team as well. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I really have got to give Spolster credit for is that he stuck with the zone. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. my initial thoughts was I got to give Brad Stevens credit because after game two, in game three, they were tearing the zone apart. Yeah. Uh, and they were just, it was quick drives, quick passes, quick shots. And they, like, Miami's zone looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And Spolster didn't give up. He didn't, like, go back to man. Uh, and it's almost like, and this may be, like, kind of a weird deep dive into how they're playing. But they seem to leave Duncan Robinson out there just so Boston gets comfortable, like, playing individual basketball. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is a weird deep dive, but I, I see why you say that. Because because they yeah. allow Robinson to get scored on, scored on, or get you know make a foul, foul, and they leave him out there. And Boston always seems like they get going off that, and then it just stops. Right. All of a sudden, every time Boston is required to move the ball and make just good, just basic team passes, they can't sustain good basketball. Yeah. And kind of this is kind of where I want to flip it, because to me, Boston has lived up to most of the criticisms that I had last episode. Mm-hmm. Which was? Um, and to me, their top four guys... They're a top four. My problem is it's not so-and-so is the best, then he's the second best, and then the other two guys kind of feed off that. If you look at how Boston's been playing, they, to me, they rely on whoever's feeling it, that's who we're going to play through. Mm -hmm. In game one, it was Marcus Smart. In game two, it was Kemba Walker. Uh, in game three, it was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And in game four, and this is where it really got exposed, that fourth quarter, they were searching for a guy to get going. Yeah, that is, that's the biggest problem because you have to find out who is going. And that's where you definitely have the lull on offense. For yes. That. Yeah. And that's where, like, I agree. I agreed with you all year when you mentioned their top six, seven, potentially being the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to argue because you watch them play sometimes, and I'm like, dude, like they're being defended well, and yet their offense is still really good. Right. But then when they're not, you start noticing that they often settle for bad, tough shots. Who and who do you who do you put that on? You put that on the team or on Stevens? I can't put that on Stevens because to me, he's made adjustments to kind of get out of that. Mm-hmm. But to me, the two primary, the two biggest problems for me have been, at least in this series, has been Kemba and Tatum. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Smart, Smart does that because they're not playing well. Right. That's when he thinks he needs to spark the team. Yeah. Right? And in the fourth quarter, he looked awful trying to like force drives through the through the defense. Yeah. It looked ter- he turned it over like 3 times in a row at one point. Yeah. And be- and like I was getting mad like what is he doing out there? But then I realized Tatum is giving them nothing other than, you know, he's gotten hot making shots, but he's not creating for anybody else. He's still not getting good shots. And even while he's getting good shots, he's finding ways to turn over the ball. <laughs> yeah. And then Kemba, I mean, Kemba was MIA in the second half. Yeah, he was. And that, to me, like, that's where they seem to struggle every year at this point. Because we're, you know, they're not, to me, Brown and and Tatum and Smart are playoff vets at this point. Right. Do you think that, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. I just think they haven't been able to establish who their number one guy is. Right. And that's what I was about to ask. Um. Do you think maybe, do you think maybe they have, I'm trying to word it without saying too much talent, but do you think maybe... I think that's exactly what it is. Isolate the talent? It's it's that their talent, I don't think, 
fits well together offensively. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's like it's hard for me to pinpoint what makes that the case. Because again, sometimes all those guys play well and it looks great. To me, and we've talked about this before, but I think that I think that Tatum, for, and I guess it's not really. It could be Stevens. It could not be. But I don't really see where Tatum fits as a position on the court. Like I, I don't like when Tatum is out there, and I don't know where he's supposed to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like sometimes he's posting up. Next minute he's like thirty feet from the basket, but then he ends up taking the same shot, like no matter where he catches it, and I I feel like that kind of stifles the offense because then it makes all the other players have to move to where Tatum gets it, like to away from Tatum, like as an island. Yeah. Like Kimba Smart, Brown, and Hayward can all score, you know, within like with a player with all the players around them but like Tatum has to be island isolated or else like you're in his way as a teammate and all the, I don't see that happening when anyone else scores really I think Kimba yeah. you know and Tatum maybe it's because Tatum's really not a good catch and shoot shooter I think that messes it up sometimes he's probably the worst actually out of the four I'm starting to think yeah I, I like smarts catch and shoot game at this point better than Tatum's yeah, so that kind of makes it so, okay, when Tatum gets the ball, now we all have to move and try to figure out where the best spot for us to be to rebound because Tatum probably isn't going to pass or to, you know, get into a spot just in case he does get caught up opposed to, you know, Kimba can go create. It doesn't matter where you are, Kimba's going to find you. Even Smart finds people no matter where they are. Yeah. You know, Brown can create from anywhere on the floor. That corner three, he's nailing that corner three better than you know he's done so far his career and Hayward's finding a way where he's like a power forward but you know he he could step out if he's open at the three you could hit him and he knocks it down yeah but I think my issue with Tatum is he just looks like a bad off-ball player he does Uh, a, a lot of that has to do with catch and shoot but to me he's like when when they're not playing through him he seems reluctant to be involved in the offense. Right. Yeah. And to me, that's exactly what why Miami has stuck with the zone. So Boston can't just like kind of play through one guy. Mm-hmm. And, and like Tatum, for me, he's almost like he's out there for like bad possessions to to get a good shot at the end of the clock. Yeah. But to me, when Tatum is in that mode, Brown is useless out there. Yeah. Because now you limit Brown's aggression. And to me, they play their best when Smart and Brown are full-time aggressive. I agree. Like, I don't mind them shooting the ball poorly if they're putting pressure on the defense. Yeah. And when when Kimba has room to handle the ball, too. Right. And, and, and Tatum has been kind of the... I guess the the odd man out as far as when they struggle. He's the ball stopper for sure. Yeah. And he's got a and I thought in game 3 he he looked like he was getting out of that. Yeah. But then in this last game it looked like he settled right back to that shit. Right. Even shooting bad. 
Yeah, and you know, these last two games have really made me realize how how important Hayward is for them. Mm-hmm. Because he is he is the clear-cut, like, he maybe is the third or fourth best guy, but he's never going to be your top two guy. Right. And that that helps their offense. It does. Because he's patient, he doesn't force it, but yet he's, looks, he's looking to make plays every time he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. And to me, Tatum, for as aggressive as he is, in the first half, he didn't even look like he wanted to get out of his slump. <laughs> no, he looked like he was just trying to hit something and not trying to get an easy shot. Yeah, and it was just frustrating because, like, my only criticism for Kemba is just he's been shooting the ball poorly. Right. Uh, and that which, changes. I mean, it has changed already. Yeah, but to me, like, he just gets cold even though he'll, like, continuously get good shots. And that, to me, has kind of... He's been the one guy who's consistently been able to break down Miami's zone. Yeah. But he just hasn't been consistent in kind of, you know, putting points up off of that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's frustrating, but I, I think the... As I said yesterday, man, Tatum's got to hold this L. Yeah. Cause, I think so, too. Because the zone really exposes... Like, any weaknesses you have as far as team basketball goes. Mm-hmm. And Tatum has been the guy who, for the most part, has been the one who struggled. And another thing, the first half, I mean, they barely got to the free throw line. And it was just because of lack of aggression. Yeah. I mean, the refs weren't good. I mean, we saw that already. But still, they got into the paint. They barely got in the paint. And it was mostly just, yeah. you know, it was... Shots, shots they can make, That's which what, is fine. They, but it's dude, like they fall in love with the three pointers, man. I know, and, they, and none of them are really like elite three point shooters. <laughs> yes, not any of them. That's what's so frustrating is like they'll make the contested ones, but then like even when they don't make them, they act like they're making them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was mind blowing in the. I don't remember if it was the second or third quarter, but they settled for contested three, like, four possessions in a row. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was a bad closeout, so you could break it down. Like, if Duncan Robinson's closing out, you damn sure could drive by him. Right. But you're Everyone settled- else does. Right. But you're settling for this, t- like, contested shot. And, like, Marcus Smart didn't shoot the ball well all game. And yet, in the fourth quarter, he's shooting like he's been shooting the ball well. Mm-hmm. You know what else it does for me? And this is this might seem crazy, but it shows me how valuable Wanamaker is for them. Because he can come in and just be completely unselfish. Yeah. Like, he, he never really looks for his own shot unless he's, you know, has something easy. Like, the defense ignored him. Yeah, yeah, and... Yeah, if the defense ignored him and he has a three, he may shoot it. He probably still won't even shoot it. Like maybe he has the the um like the strength advantage over somebody and he gives them a little body layup yeah. sometimes. But most of the time he comes out there and he's just trying to drive and get somebody open. And um you know, when you have no one on the starting five doing that, it it's tough cuz they really yeah. don't. And Kimba does to an extent, but it's usually for Tatum, who doesn't take catch-and-shoot open threes. Did you see uh, they tried 
Stevens tried to go with the home run play, and it was a close game, so I'm not mad at him for that. But he he took Tice out, and he put their five man like goat squad out there. Yeah, with Hayward, their little Hampton five. Right, and it looked terrible. (laughs) It looked terrible because again, you fall back on they don't know who they're playing through. They don't know who they're playing through, and they they don't know what spots on offense they're supposed to be in. Right. Who plays, like, kind of inside in that lineup? Smart. But, like, (laughs) it's supposed to be Smart and Brown, but Brown's out there floor spacing, and Smart has the ball. Brown should be in the corner all the time. He's he's becoming, like, a top-tier corner threat to me in the league. Because if you don't, I mean, if you run out there and he goes past you, he's dunking on somebody. Right. Every time. And, you know, he, he's he been knocking it down. So he, I think he's probably the only player that always knows what his best spot. And, like I said, Tatum comes, and I don't know. I think Tatum should be the one inside. He played yeah. power forward in college. It was great. That was, like, his thing. He was special because he was, like, the, uh, you know, they were comparing him to Paul Pierce, the post-up game. I haven't seen him post yeah. up like maybe twice the whole series. He should be posting Duncan Robinson and Hero up every time they're on him. Yeah. Every single time. And it's just weird to me that he seems to want the defender to like guard him before he does something. <laughs> yes. It's so annoying. It's just, I don't understand why he keeps doing that. Again, the game they won, he looked like he was getting out of that. And he really doesn't have that great of a size-up package. No, no disrespect to him, but, like, I haven't... You know, he breaks guys down when he's in, like, transition where they're running backwards, you know, backpedaling, and he catches them off balance. Yeah. But the one-on-one thing, I mean, he if, he... if it's a guard, I haven't seen him really break anybody down and get past them cleanly. Yeah. He has to, you know, outstrength them when he should just be... That should be the go-to, just outstrength them. And that's fine. Don't waste the six dribbles trying to, you know, inside out, cross, 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 pass them, and they're still there. It's just Boston has frustrated me. And, like, it's it's all been, like, minor things that have combined to cost them this series. Yeah, it's it's definitely an accumulation of issues. I mean, like, dude, what did I tell you about Dragic? You cannot let him eat. Yeah, it took them two games, three games to stop Dragic. Right. I mean, the they first two games he did whatever he wanted. Games. Yeah, he did absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I think it, this last game they did a good job, but he still hit some like really tough shots. Yeah, I was gonna say one in their defense. Even the second game, Dragic just hit some ridiculous. Yeah, the like, the, the size up on Tice, like the back to back possessions in game two. Yeah. It was just, uh, there's not much you could do. Right. It, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he just goes crazy. Like the floaters, he'll hit some ridiculous floaters. The shots that you think, you know, everyone's going out for the rebound for, but they, you know, he switches them like no yeah. one thought it was going in except for him somehow. Yeah. yeah. He's that guy. The he, first game was definitely just, you know, destruction for him, though. Yeah. It just, it frustrated me. Boston also seems to struggle. They either can strap everybody on Miami but Bam, or they can strap Bam 
but can't really guard like some other good player from Miami. And I don't understand. Like Kimba is the only one who should not be able to guard the pick and roll. Everyone else should be fine, but they get caught with it every time. Every yeah. time Miami runs a decent pick and roll, Bam is wide open, wide open, easy lob. Not um this game, but the game they lost, they had like four of them. Yeah. Um, and you know Boston still pulled it out, but still, it, I don't know how all the guys who are you know have good size keep getting caught with it easily. Yeah, man, I, I think Boston's in a tough spot because, like, they they wouldn't you know if they lose next game or they lose the series, which it's looking likely like they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're in a position not to overreact. Mm-hmm. because like their roster is, you know, you add another piece, like a basic role player piece or two, and you're, you're fine. Yeah. But to me, they have to figure out how their guys are going to play together because that's been their problem for three years. Yeah. Like, this is definitely the, the best they've done though, but yes. I mean, yeah, but even this playoff run, like for some reason, Brown and Tatum can't ever play great at the exact same time because because <laughs> they both need the ball and but only one brown, the ball. brown doesn't need the ball but for some reason when tatum is playing great brown doesn't get to touch the ball that's what i mean yeah yeah and, and uh, it, it looks to me like is more on tatum because like you said he is the ball stopper yeah uh but Again, like, I don't know if you make an adjustment in just your play style or do you make some roster changes coming out of this season? What do you think? What, and what would you propose? Is it overreaction time for you? or I would, I would say they desperately need a quality role player. Mm-hmm. And that, and I need, and I mean, like a specific role. Like they have enough guys who could dominate. They need a guy who can't dominate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, because they need a guy to be able to, you know, not get shots and still be out there contributing. Because mm-hmm. Miami has like six of those. Right. And, and to me, Boston honestly doesn't like. I, I thought maybe Grant Williams could be that guy. No. Uh, Hayward has looked like that guy, but it, you know it's two games. I'm not sold on that. Hayward looks like the guy, but they but they need him. Right. I feel like they need someone they really don't. They need someone they don't need. Yeah, I think Wanamaker is emerging as that. Yeah. But I think they need one other guy when one of your star players isn't playing well. Like you know, if Tatum is over in the first half, I don't need him forcing 28 points in the second half. <laughs> right. I don't. I'd rather him play a little bit less. You kind of feed Brown more touches, and then you put a you know a regular shooter around him. Give me an example of someone that's not on Miami. I would say I would say a guy that I like how he does this is Josh Hart. Okay. He's a like he's a hustle machine. He's a slasher. It's not maybe he's not a great shooter, but I trust him to take shots when he's open. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a defender. He competes at that end. Yeah. But again, Hart is not a guy who, if he gets a couple buckets, now you're playing through him. You're not. No. 
but he can give you buckets. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good. I get what you're saying. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys uh, off the top of my head. Uh, Norman Powell would be a great fit for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, shit. Doug McDermott would fit them. <laughs> okay. I'm reaching with that I'm, one, but I'm I just... laughing. I'm I'm only laughing because <laughs> this is a wild name, but I agree because I like Doug. <laughs> just he when you were talking about it just now, I definitely wasn't thinking about him though. Yeah, he's just for he's like forgettable. Yeah, he is. Uh, but yeah, man, just a guy who again you're not gonna feed him the ball because he doesn't need that. That's not his game. You know who was good at this, even though <laughs> I don't want to call him trash, but he's good at this, but he probably shouldn't be like doing it at a high level. It was Evan Turner. He was like, <laughs> he was like sneaky good at, I'll come in, I'll do whatever I need to do, but like, don't look to me if you need a shot at all. And I'm cool with that. Like he was, he was great. He was fine getting the garbage minutes just to bring it up court and hand it to somebody else and play tough D. Yeah, but that's Turner fits in the like he he needs the ball once he's playing well. Oh, okay, I got you. I to got me, you. like to me, because if you take the ball out of his hands, now he's useless because he can't hit anything. Right. <laughs> Free throws, layups, nothing. <laughs> right. I got you. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe. Maybe they make that make that move. You think just one would be all it took? I mean, Tatum Tatum has to come out of this this playoff run acknowledging his flaws. Yeah, and he's and you know he's been expanding his game, but a lot of that has been his individual game. Right. He's getting to that point where now he needs to help Boston by being able to take a step back and still play well. Right. I got you. Okay, you have anything else to add for uh, Boston? Um, I mean, another prediction I thought would come true is they've struggled with Bam, like I said. Miami's depth has looked better, like I said. It uh, is better for sure. I I think they've done I think they've done a pretty good job with Bam. I I don't think they've. I I'll give you that they've done better than I thought they would. Yeah, because I was gonna say I don't, I wouldn't call it struggling, but I mean, Bam's Bam's gonna get good numbers no matter what but i don't think he's been necessarily hurting them but my thing is it's been two kind of specific runs where it was uh game two third quarter i want to say and i think it was this past game like late third early fourth quarter oh when he goes on his when he gets like four five six layups in a row or dunks I got you, yeah, yeah. That, to me, is like, you, you're doing a good job, and then you throw that away by, like, almost forgetting to guard him for an extended stretch. Right. So, I, I don't know, man. It just, Boston, Boston, is it's been tough, because they've, this really shouldn't be a 3-1 series. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Uh, but. The, the other thing is, the game they won was the game Tatum happened to have eight assists. Yeah, like. He was making quick decisions. Yeah, he was. Enough of that, like, bro, why does he hold the ball and then decide to throw a cross-court, like, high-ass pass? Turnover. Like, yeah, and it's always too fucking strong. He I'm like, six dude, turnovers. Just throw night. the ball, like, as soon as you get it. Why are you faking just to do dumb shit? Yeah. 
I, I do think for the most part we can pinpoint the losses. Not all the losses, but a lot of the losses have a big thing to do. Uh, you know, Tatum has a big part in playing. Yeah, and, and on the turnover, like you look at Miami, Miami doesn't turn it over that much. They take bad shots instead. Right, they it, do. And like you said early on, Boston's just feeding Miami just easy points. Yeah. Like Miami will, you know, mess up on offense, but they're still back playing defense. In in this first quarter, every time um, Boston uh, – no, every time Miami – took a bad shot every time Boston stopped them and like got a you know some of them were bricks Iguodala shot a brick yeah Robinson shot a couple of bricks or air balls and then they come down and turn the ball over I'm like you're getting these great stops easy stops that should be three passes layup yep. and you come down and you turn it over yep and that that allows even when Miami struggles they could keep up yep uh, and you've seen that in the first two games Miami has struggled but yet they've been in the game. Boston had 19 turnovers last night. I mean, that's terrible. What was it, like eight and six in the fourth quarter? Something like that, yeah. I mean, Smart was- had three, and then Tatum had two, like, right after that. Yep. So, it just, to me, you, you turn in the ball over five or more times in the fourth quarter, you don't deserve to win. Right. Especially a close game. No way. That's been, I mean, let's see, last... Last night it was nineteen to eight. The loss before that was twenty to nine, and the overtime game was let's see. The overtime game wasn't bad. It was ten to twelve. So that was one. You know they didn't. Boston had ten. Miami had twelve. That was one that they should have pulled out anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I mean you see, it's a close game down to the wire overtime or they win. When they have close in turnovers. The other game, I think, was... I think the other game was 12-10, to 10 too. The one they won. Yeah, it's just to put it simply, and, and we can move on to the other, the other series, but mm-hmm. to put it simply, I wish Boston... some Like, they either shoot too much or they pass too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, they can't, for a whole quarter, they can't ever do, like, find a balance of both. Right. And hopefully, if they have any chance of doing what the Nuggets have done the last two rounds, they got to start finding a, a healthy balance between those two. And they do have a chance. I think Definitely. so. I, I agree with that. I still think this series is six. Okay. I, I'm I'm very confident uh, Boston pulls out next game. Okay. Yeah. I think, they, I mean, they seem like a team that would play good back against the wall. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. Okay, um, let's take it to the West. This has been this has been a, a a more interesting series to me, to be honest. Yeah, uh, right. and only because of the last two games. Mm-hmm. But uh, you kind of you you said it perfectly. Uh, I think prior to last game, Denver is like slowly figuring out the Lakers. Oh yeah, they are. And it's yeah. it's really it's really it's looked that way these first three games, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it makes me very excited for the game tonight because, like the Lakers came out looking unstoppable. 
The first game? The first game and a half? I, I think up until like mid-third quarter of game two, it looked like it was going to be a clean sweep. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking like like they're not – Grant is not the answer for LeBron. Uh, right. There is no answer for AD. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers' role players are productive on both ends. Yep. And then something clicked in the third, in the second half of game two, and I couldn't exactly figure out what it was. Maybe it was just better, you know, more shot making for Denver. But to me, watching game three, Jokic's energy has increased every game this series. Yeah, it has, definitely. And that has allowed now, Denver to me all year has been, you know, up and down, up and down with Jokic kind of stuck in that mm-hmm. where sometimes when they have to slow it down Jokic kind of saves them but then when when they're playing fast Jokic looks kind of dumb out there mm-hmm. and Jokic is almost like matched the rest of Denver's high energy guys yeah at least in game three he did you know what I noticed? And I think this is this should be their formula every time. You remember um, on 2K in your my career when you would go off, like you'd have a good game, and then all of a sudden, fourth quarter, the team starts doubling you, and like you could get your assist in? Yeah. When Jokic starts the game out aggressive, yes. the rest of the game is easy. Yes. Because he starts it out, when he starts out scoring the first quarter, this last game, he was like going right at them. Like he yes. didn't he have twelve in the first quarter, dude. He, he was just slashing on guys. Yeah, and taking tough shots. And then the defense, Lakers defense, had to adjust the rest of the game to him. And then everyone started getting off. Everybody like was wide open. It seemed like after that, and you know, and Grant played right into my conversation last time about Kawhi. But Grant, he just needed, he just took more shots and he scored more points. Yeah. It wasn't like he was on fire, like he came out with six threes or like, you know, he was just having a good game. No, Grant just shot more shots. And that's, they have a team that they have like five guys that could do that. More, if you give Monty Morris more shots, he's going to score more points. If you give, you know, Gary Harris for sure. Gary Harris, Porter, obviously. We've seen that. (laughs) <laughs> give him more shots he may get 30 so it's like um it looked like when he started out early and the lakers adjusted to that the rest of the game was just smooth sailing for denver because everybody got to eat yeah and then i mean anthony davis zero rebounds in the first three quarters 36 minutes you had zero rebounds blew my mind Blew my mind, and and somebody had the audacity uh, to tell me today that he actually played well, because <laughs> because and I told you during the game, like I don't I don't care that he's he had these couple stretches where he was you know getting like four or five buckets in a row, right? Because he wasn't playing on energy with any energy on defense, none, and like like Jokic is eating, he wasn't passing either, yeah, Anthony Davis nothing. He was just taking shots. He was just forcing shots and just running around out there. He was. There's no. He was. He wasn't contributing in any way outside of scoring the ball. 
the Lakers overall just moved the ball pretty badly this last game to me. Yeah, and I have a couple. I, I still heavily favor the Lakers. I don't think – like I think the Lakers are going to adjust to this kind of Nuggets energy increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even in this game three, I mean, as soon as the Lakers went into a zone, it was practically a tie game. Yeah. I mean, the Nuggets, you know, we talked about Boston just doing dumb shit. Yeah. But the Nuggets just gave the game back. Yeah, they do. I mean, it blew my mind. Like, dude, the Lakers didn't even have to play the zone well. As soon as they got in the zone, Denver looked lost. Yep. Like, I don't know I don't know what it is about zones, and I don't know if some of these guys are getting their fundamentals exposed. I don't know <laughs> if some of these guys don't want to pass the ball. But it's just all of a sudden the defense kind of changes their look, and certain guys look, like, useless. It's, it seemed like to me Denver abandoned, like, they didn't use – what Jokic gave them the freedom to, yeah, you know, everyone eat once the zone came on. Yeah, like they tried to go back to the two man in the zone, or like, <laughs> and they kind of made the flip side of Boston's mistake, where Boston, Boston tried to force you know individual talent through a zone, and then they couldn't make the adjustment of okay, now we got to play more of team basketball. Right, Denver. Didn't even like they didn't even challenge the Lakers zone individually. They just said, Oh my god, we have to move the ball. Right. And like it's like the Lakers were only guarding the ball movement. Yeah. And it was just turnover after turnover. Yeah. Jokic was just throwing the ball to the other team. Like, dude, Rondo you haven't had been, like three straight. Yeah, you steals. haven't been passing all game. Why now are you for like trying to move the ball? Right. And the Lakers to me could make other like small adjustments to to help them i thought they did a really bad job at defending pick and rolls yeah they did and, and it's not so much that like denver's pick and roll was good as soon as murray like came off the pick before he even made an attempt to attack they would kind of pressure him mm-hmm. and murray would just jump in the air do like the basic kick out to the guy that set him a screen and it was a wide open shot Yep. Because the, one of the Lakers guys like got stuck. And that happened like 10 times for the Nuggets to get open shots. Yep. And I was just like confused. The Lakers should be better than this. Yeah. What did you see um, as far as the Nuggets defense? Was it – did you think it was particularly good or – No. I didn't I, think so. I either. think the Lakers uh, – the Lakers kind of shoot themselves in the foot because they – they slow it down too much. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they don't feel like you know doing what Miami does, where Miami makes you work every possession. Yeah, like Miami, even when they're in, you could see Miami when their initial offense doesn't work, they go to like their their bread and butter, like feed Bam in the mid post or the free throw line, and everybody runs off him. Mm-hmm. And that way, the defense has to work the whole time. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, the Lakers, like they'll run these sets to get you know KCP shots, and they'll get Kuzma shots, and they'll even let Caruso get a slash in there, and then we're just gonna play through AD. Everybody's gonna stand around. We're just gonna feed AD. We're gonna wait for the double team, and we're gonna let Anthony Davis handle double teams, which he's never done well. 
Yeah, and they Denver really didn't even have to double this last time. No, I, I thought they did individually. They did a much better job. Uh, but to, again, the Lakers just get lazy. Anthony Davis, I mean, for him to be as versatile as he is, for him to have grown nine inches or whatever he grew from high school, he should never have one assist on this team. Just one assist? He should never have less than four assists in a game. Not on the Lakers. Not with LeBron and Danny Green and KCP. You know, he got shooters. Yeah. Cutters. You get doubled. I mean, one assist? Denver could have just stood there and just let him take shots. As long as no one, they're not taking, they're not getting threes. He didn't hit any threes. They're not getting threes. Just relax. Rebound. Obviously, he wasn't rebounding. I mean, if he does that again, every time he does that, I'm picking Denver. If he finishes the game with less than five rebounds and less than four assists, I don't know if Lakers can, you know, win consistently like that against Denver when their best player is the center, too. I mean, like, I agree with everything you say about AD, but to me, the Lakers can overcome all of that. And it falls back on, as I said, this series would, LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, I hate that I have to question his effort in the conference finals. Like, I don't mind, dude. You've been playing 20 years. You, you, If you don't want to defend against, let's just say, Sacramento on a Friday night, that's fine. I understand. Mm-hmm. But you're in the conference finals, and you're doing the same shit you did in game one against Portland, game one against Houston. Like, right. this is a pivotal game. You could put them away. Mm-hmm. And instead, oh, I'm going to let the rest of the roster try to carry us today. <laughs> and LeBron, LeBron puts his teams in a position to do that more than any other superstar I've ever seen. And, I mean, this is one of those games he had a triple-double, and it, I mean, it didn't stats matter. Are, we've known with LeBron the stats <laughs> have been meaningless for years. And the, the thing is, I, I get LeBron is an elite passer. But people never talk about how many turnovers he has. And they're so... His turnovers are so bad. So. Like, turnovers that if someone else did it, he would be cursing them out. They would have to... They'd have the voiceovers on Instagram. You know, uh, they'd be talking about it all day on ESPN. Was LeBron too harsh against his teammates for this turnover? No, he wasn't. But he has the same turnovers and, like, acts like it's someone else's fault every time. He's had six in both the last two games. That's Westbrook numbers. He's, dude, he's, his, like, he always wants to get the highlight assist. (laughs) And he always wants to, like, break the defense with his individual pass. Yeah. That, to me, it's so irritating. Because it doesn't, it doesn't just, it doesn't just kind of mess up the offense or make it stagnant. It, It straight up, it blatantly murders it. It's definitely a low percentage you know, because like, because it like the Lakers just freeze. <laughs> yeah, like they literally, it's like the what was the the song challenge where everybody's just frozen. <laughs> the mannequin challenge. Yeah, just the mannequin challenge. <laughs> everybody's just frozen, and LeBron is in this aggressive like, like he's in this aggressive jab just to fucking beam the dumbest cross court pass I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And he does that like three times a game. 
and it's always very it, you know a lot of times it's predictable like, yeah 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 and that's why they the defense just picks it out like easily yeah <laughs> and i don't know man it just to me lebron could have played with more energy but he he selected when to turn it on and ad fed off of that shit because ad only turned it on either when lebron wasn't out there or when lebron was playing well i've said this for the last i want to say three years but Anthony Davis, he has, like, the least amount of heart out of all the superstars to me. He has no heart at all to me. Like, he's such a... He's someone you would think would be a, a leader, but he's clearly a follower. He he doesn't do anything out of, like, out of the ordinary for the team. It's it just... Like, it's not a selfish thing, like, on the court. He's not selfish, but I, I could see, like franchise wise he's selfish you know what i mean yeah i mean it it just i see it now in the intense situations i just don't see him when lebron doesn't have the effort like wade would all of a sudden have like this leap of effort like wade would go crazy yeah i thought bosh would always like make one hustle play and just turn the fuck up yeah and and that's what stars do when they have a teammate like that. <laughs> you know, when Kobe wasn't all the way there, you saw Powell elevate his game. You saw Lamar elevate their game. But AD is never the guy to elevate his game when someone else is down or the team is down. It's like he's just like, all right, this is what we're doing. Okay, cool. We're not having effort today? Bet. I got you. I won't have effort either. To your point, why does he always look dead out there? He always, like, know, he's man. always, he doesn't really talk to his teammates unless they talk to him. Yeah. He doesn't really, he, you know what pisses me off is for a guy who everybody keeps telling me he's this defensive player of the year candidate, he never gets upset when somebody gets a bucket on him. No, he doesn't. Never. He's it's like, oh, it's so okay. Play. Oh, I tried my best. They gave me a bucket. Like, AD, take some offense to guys just sizing you up or guys just slashing on you. And acting like you're not there. AD is another guy that, you know, I mentioned on a rant I had here about Durant, where you know he's judged by his capability, not necessarily what he does. Yeah. AD should be leading the league in everything, honestly. Like he, it really shouldn't even be close. He should be averaging 50, 20, 10 blocks. I mean, like the way when you see him do it, it looks so easy. Yeah, when he's going off, all the time. He, when he's going off, there's I I can't even think of an NBA player who could be like an answer for him. Exactly, he should like clearly be the most dominant player in the league. Just like Durant. Yeah, and it, it just never happens. He'll do it for like six or maybe ten possessions, where it's like, all right, no one can stop AD offense or defense. Uh, ten is even a stretch. Probably yeah. six. Six possessions. And I'm like, wow, he, like AD really is unstoppable. Then the rest of the game, I forget he was even there. Two yeah. rebounds? That That is that is disgusting. That is dis- to, to have the audacity to, okay, you know, you, you had a phenomenal game too. You were, you were incredible. To, yeah. to, you know, shout out Kobe to say, I want those shots, I want those plays, I want that pressure. 
And then and then two rebounds, bro. Dude, to me, if you sit out of your team's season because you don't want to be on the team, I don't want to ever hear you talking about wanting pressure. Exactly. Never. Ka- that's Kawhi. That's Durant. That's AD. And they're the top three to me, least amount of heart in the league. And you, you're going to sit out and watch your team suffer and say, yeah, I want the pressure when I'm on LeBron's team? Just because I hit one shot, then you come out next night and shoot 0 for 4 from 3. I mean... And Jokic like I, terrorized y'all. <laughs> Jokic and Grant, the two people he can guard on the Nuggets. The two people he often them. guards. Terrorized, like you said. And then, and then he tried Murray at the end, and we saw how that went. <laughs> Murray looked like Steph on him. Exactly! <laughs> shimmy down the court and everything exactly bro that shit killed me like dude why do guards get switches out on you and they attack you like you're trash (laughs) yeah it actually makes me appreciate gobert even though i (laughs) say he's trash like when i see gobert switch out on guards i like it better than how i look at anthony davis switching out yeah he he tries yeah, he does. Like, he'll hack you, fly too. out. He'll fucking try to move his feet. He'll, like, he'll try to swat your shit if you go past him. AD looks like he wants you to go past so he can try to get the block. But if you hit him with a tough perimeter move, nah, I'm not quick enough to stop that. You got it. <laughs> like, yeah. are you kidding me, AD? You're seven feet. It don't matter what sidestep whoever hit. You could get there. Yeah. <laughs> he can be four feet away from somebody and still block their shot. But, like, this is where LeBron's leadership comes into question for me. Yeah. Because to me, like I said, they should be able to overcome that. LeBron should be good enough to elevate the team to play harder and get him engaged to play harder. Because mm-hmm. if, if the whole team turned up like Caruso was trying to turn up, like KCP was trying to turn up, KCP, by the way, was incredible last game. He uh, was the... One of the best players on the floor last game. I mean, Rondo has been trying to turn it up every game he comes in. Rondo has played fantastic this year. Like, if LeBron picked that up, and now the Lakers are just rocking. Now Kuzma's getting cuts, which I thought Kuzma played pretty well up until that last shot that for some reason he didn't want to take. I don't know why, but whatever. Yeah. And he, I mean, they could get more out of Kuzma, too. I don't know why they don't. I mean... Yeah, but Kuzma to me, could average if LeBron a lot more than he does. Up, if LeBron picked up that energy, AD would have been rebounding the fucking ball. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean he would he wouldn't have been out there if anything. <laughs> right, I agree with that for sure. Because if LeBron was torching, then you could put Dwight in there. Forget it. You don't need AD anyway. And Dwight's been coming out with a lot of energy. Dude, everybody on the Lakers, the Lakers role players are in like championship mode. But how come when AD isn't rebounding, why doesn't JaVale McGee ever come back in the game? Uh, dude, that, I was waiting to get to Frank Vogel. Okay, go ahead. I'm He's ready. Similar, I mentioned, I keep coming back to Miami. He's done like the opposite of what Spolstra has done. Dude. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Spolstra, has, Spolstra to me has almost like made too many adjustments. Yeah. Right, he where he's trying stuff where he's like, he, he'll play Iguodala for a ton in the first half. And then not play him in the second half. And then he'll just play Iguodala a ton. But then Olenek won't touch the floor. But then Solomon Hill will come out there. 
He's just trying stuff, it seems like. Vogel, yeah. Vogel, you have all these options. Why are you sticking with the same rotation that won you the Houston series? Right. I mean, at least guard-wise, to me, like, they trust when their guards are playing like garbage. I don't understand why they don't get benched. Me either. Like, they I mean, have so JR many... couldn't see the floor at all. Dude, they have so many... Danny Green half the time plays like like late New York JR, like late Cleveland JR. When he was ready to leave? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Danny Green's just out there fouling like he's goddamn Duncan Robinson. <laughs> yeah. And then to me, like you're you're letting him shoot and he's missing, missing, missing. Why is he out there? I mean, dude. Right. I understand with star players, it's kind of a weird dynamic. It's it's hard to figure out like how Tatum is contributing or where he's hurting the team. But for a guy who's clearly three and D, if he's not giving you three, if he's not giving you D, sit his ass down. Right. Dude, KCP was balling. Yeah, he played great. And and he he doesn't play the last five minutes. Caruso did absolutely nothing to me on the court. Again, they trust Caruso to close games every time. I thought he was... Why? I didn't think he was, like, garbage, but he was just worthless. He did nothing. He did nothing. He was running around out there. He was. I mean, Quinn Cook easily would have gave them more than that, than than what Caruso gave him his last game. And like I said, I mean, obviously, JR would have. JR would at least... There's one thing you can always count on with JR. If you leave JR in there long enough, he's hitting at least one three. At least. Yeah. He may brick six, but one of them one of them are going in eventually. But Danny Green will just miss and he'll just miss the rest of the game. It, right. He'll miss the rest of the game and I mean, did you did you see the pregame when they were talking to him? Danny, Danny Green? Green? Yeah. Oh my god. No, I missed that. They were talking to him during the shoot-around. You know how they do that sometimes? Yeah, they did that with Smart yesterday. Danny Green was taking one dribble pull-ups in the shoot-around. I'm like, when does he ever do that in the game? Ever. There were one dribble mid-range, almost short-range jumpers. I'm like, I've never seen <laughs> in my life. At UNC, I didn't even see Danny Green take mid-range pull-ups. I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, Danny Green's not going to have a good game today if that's what he's doing in shoot-around. <laughs> I, I I was watching that last Laker game. I, I was just sick. I was like, dude, you put Duncan Robinson the way he's playing right now, and and the Lakers would be unstoppable. <laughs> shooting bad, and yeah, shooting bad, fouling. Because to me, he's he's like he's doing what Danny Green's doing, but he's slightly more productive, even even in spite of playing like garbage. Yeah. Like Danny Green has literally been playing for Denver the last two games, and and to me, if you're a shooter, I mean, you got to get more than three shots off. If I'm playing you, 20, 20 minutes, three shots with LeBron and AD, three shots. That that's insane. That's one thing. Although I talk trash about Duncan Robinson, that's one thing I do respect. He's out there. He knows if I'm out here, I'm supposed to be shooting threes. And that's fine. I just don't think he should be out there. But he knows while he's out there, his job is to 
Get, get some up. threes off. Make or miss. <laughs> yeah. But Danny Green, three shots? <laughs> Why are you out there, man? I just, I think Vogel has just stuck with his, like, original guards for too long. Crusoe's floater to me was like (laughs) (laughs) that showed me the game was over I'm like they're not gonna oh my god dude and then they left him in he like hacked somebody right after that I guess like as a makeup I'm like alright like get him out he needs to come out yeah I thought Rondo played too much like they didn't need a play every time they played well they needed guys to shoot the ball yeah. And Rondo killed that momentum every time for them. Morris really didn't get a shot. I mean, um I mean he got one shot, but he didn't get like an opportunity to really do anything. It it says says 10 minutes, but I didn't notice a full 10 minutes from him. It's just I don't understand why Vogel trusts the the guards when they play like garbage, but the yeah. bigs to me could play well and still get benched. Caruso was so much better when he was like a uh, two-minute guy. <laughs> like he came in for two minutes and he knew he was supposed to come in there and be aggressive. Not, not saying that that's all he should play. But I'm saying when he came in like for a short spurt of time. Yeah. And they're like, Caruso, just go out there. And he'd go out there try to dunk on everybody. You know, he'd be playing tough D. But 24 minutes to me is just way too long for him. It's just, I don't know. I, I can't even think of, like, the best-case scenario of him being out there for 24 minutes. What, like, eight points? I just, to me, like, their closing lineup should vary based on which role player is playing well. Yeah. Because all their guys, that's one thing that's great about their roster, is none of those guys need huge minutes to do what they do. No, they don't. Like, if KCP's garbage, he could sit, and then he could give you four threes the next game. Yeah. But, like, Vogel just sticks it out with certain guys, and I don't understand why. I really don't. He doesn't give the other guys a chance to even do anything. Yeah. I mean, Quinn Cook was crying after the the game-winning shot, after the Kobe thing. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't get a a second on the floor? And Caruso's shooting floaters over the backboard? I mean, Horton Tucker can't get a couple minutes? He played great in that one game they played him. Right. <laughs> he was a beast. They're like, what are, what are they gonna do with him? And that's what they need. It's like sometimes that they need a like a just a defensive wing who can bring energy. Dude, I mean <laughs> Dudley could have gave them something last game. Anything. He'll go out there and hack somebody, hit a three. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I I just you're and you're right. He just stuck with guys that were giving him nothing. And to, to be frank, Anthony Davis was giving him nothing for a little while. Yeah. Stuck with him. It's like Anthony Davis, every time he was in a position to get benched, he turned it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every time I, I, like, every time I out loud noticed, wow, Anthony Davis is playing like garbage, all of a sudden, four buckets in a row. And I'm like, damn, I guess he's waking up. And every like I, there was a couple times uh, the other game when I was about to text you like, "Oh, AD looks like he's waking up," and then two plays, I'm like, "No, no, 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 fuck that!" Before you could get the text off, yeah, because I don't want to, I don't want to say it, and then I immediately got to take it back because he's really not. I, I think this is one thing that's tough about coaching LeBron teams is 
you know actually being the coach yeah and the discipline yes because i mean at halftime i would have said anthony two zero rebounds is not cutting it i mean i i could put javel in there and he'll go get it done i'd say that right to his face i said i know javel would give me more than zero rebounds and a half javel had one rebound in the first quarter Dude, Dwight Dwight takes three fouls just so he could get a rebound. Often, yeah. <laughs> Ad, are you zero? That's so much worse than Tatum having a zero point game or a zero point half. Oh, for sure. Like that to me is just inexcusable. It is, especially when Vogel decided to only play Javale eight minutes, which I think was the first eight minutes of the game. And, and was, Dwight only I thought 14 he does, minutes. I thought he does a good job. Every The last two games, they've started him and then have forgotten about him. Yeah. But I think he, I like the energy he brings them. I like that the Nuggets role players hesitate when McGee and AD are out there as far as, like, driving aggressively. Yeah, they do. Like, Millsap looks useless when the Lakers have true, two true bigs out there. And the thing is, I think McGee is even someone that they don't even bother, like, trying to get the foul. They just say, you know, we're just not going to drive. Because Anthony Davis, when he's in there, you know, they will get aggressive because they want Anthony Davis to foul him. Yeah. But with McGee, they're like, it's not even worth going and trying to get the foul and not getting it. I mean, because he still might just block my shot. Right. And play Dwight only 14 minutes. Dwight's played like a monster the first two games. Like, he's almost played as good as he's ever played to me. Honestly, yeah. And then only 14 minutes in this game and you take the L? Morris? I hate that, like, Dwight has been trying to, like, energize them every time he's out there. And LeBron hasn't fed off of it, like, once. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, every other Lakers, like, Caruso has fed off of it. Kuzma has fed off of it. Even Danny Green, who's been god-awful, has fed off of it. Rondo has too. Right, but LeBron is just always just I'm I'm even keeled. I can't get too high or too low. Like yes, you can. LeBron, he when liked. you when you get in your fucking lobs, you get hyped as fuck. But when you can't get a goddamn foul call, now I gotta be lazy. I'm not gonna get back. I'm not gonna box out. Porter Jr. could just shoot in my eye. Murray could just <laughs> elbow me out the way. I'm not gonna get upset. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like that kind of shit. This is why I I'm <clears throat> loving what I'm seeing from Jimmy Butler. Because mm-hmm. even when he doesn't, and he oftentimes doesn't want to shoot the ball, which hurts Miami. He's competing at the other end every play. Yep. He's he's elevating the team every play. Let me ask you this. Whose small ball is better, Denver or or LA? I'm not quick to give Denver that title. It it looks like Denver has been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Lakers' peak small ball should be better. Who's on the who's on the small ball lineup for the Lakers for you? Uh, AD at center, Kuzma and LeBron, and then I'll put, I guess, Rondo at the one. And then whoever's shooting the ball well, <laughs> after last game, KCP at the two. I got you, yeah. 
Yeah, that team is better than Denver's. But that's the thing. When, that's why the Lakers are so dominant at times is they could go big and look like they're playing small. Yeah, because that's a big lineup, actually. Right. And then than Rondo. on the flip side, they could go small and be like the biggest team in the league. Yeah. And they have, like, they have that versatility where maybe they don't have as much talent all around as Miami has, but their role guys have that versatility to play any style. Right, and it just it comes down to LeBron James. Yep, it does. And it, like you said, he does act like he's he like doesn't want to sink lower, like he has to remain in power on the team or something. Yeah, and you know I, I don't I don't want to say that as like a negative criticism about him or his leadership, but I don't think that's right for this team. For the Cavs, that was good. I think when he did that, I saw it benefit them. But for the Lakers, I don't, I don't see that. I, maybe just because the talent just isn't as good. I just feel bad. I feel like if LeBron had like an all-time great coach early in his career, somebody's, somebody's like almost kid habits that he has would would mm-hmm. not be there. Like yeah. this whole I didn't get a call, so I'm not getting back on defense. Are you kidding me? Like, even Kawhi doesn't do that. Speaking of, I, I did want to <laughs> read a report that came out. Oh, no. Um, the Clippers the have been Angeles, getting worse and worse. The Los Angeles Lakers have approached the NBA regarding the number of free throw attempts granted to LeBron James so far in the team's Western Conference Finals clash against the Nuggets. Uh, we're dealing with the fouls through the proper channels with the league, Coach Frank Vogel told reporters. I think he's gone to the basket very aggressively, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, LeBron has only averaged 7.6 free throw attempts per game this postseason prior to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, he's attempted just 10 free throws through these three games against the Nuggets. James only shot two free throws in Tuesday's Game 3 loss to Denver, which resulted, which was a result of the flagrant foul by Jamal Murray. So, <laughs> they're telling the league that LeBron. <laughs> it's not the first isn't time they. This is not a LeBron team has done this. I know, but in this situation, they just got beat. <laughs> like, why didn't you do that before last game? LeBron really like the fact that he has the audacity to let this like be a thing when he's the one who's been settling for jumpers. When he's the one who's been reluctant to just bully his way to the rack. Right. When he's the one who who looks like he's scared of free throws when he shoots them. He was like so mad they called that one charge that he does every game. They called it for the first time like ever this past yeah. game. But I get it. I, they're, they're planting the seed. Now Adam Silver's going to make the call. The <laughs> Lakers going to close it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this last game was the first game where the Lakers were trying to play as if they were getting all the calls and then yeah. got mad that they weren't getting all the calls. Because the first game, they definitely were getting all the calls. Right. They, dude, the, the whole game. playoffs, they've gotten all the calls. That, but that first game was outrageous. If, dude, if I was in a Portland, like, lesser player, I would have fought a ref. Guarantee it. <laughs> 
<laughs> just took the L. I mean, I'm exa- I wouldn't have literally <laughs> swung on him, but I would have got like a. I would have probably got thrown out. Yeah. Because I yeah. mean, my God, the Lakers get every call. Then they compl- They still have the audacity to complain when they don't get a call. Portland in general does not get enough calls at all. Like there's there's times, like Lillard will make the exact same drive Harden or Westbrook would make, and he won't get anything. Yeah. And they'll they'll go review the one the same shot for anybody else. Most of the other point guards, Kimba too. Kimba and Lillard both are disrespected as far as free throws go. And the first game, I felt so bad for Jokic because they were beating the crap out yeah, of him. Yeah, they were. <laughs> he was so confused. They were just dead-ass bullying him. <laughs> yeah. And he'd have his hands up like, what's happening? <laughs> Dwight was just like clobbering him, and it was an offensive foul somehow on Jokic. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how the officiating is. I think it's interesting that they have that report because tonight – this is we'll a key game, man. This to me, uh, similar to what you know, the position Miami just kind of capitalized on. Yeah. Uh, this is a game that LeBron or AD could easily dominate. Yeah. Like, I don't care what's happening. The one thing I've gotten from these three games for a fact is that when LeBron and AD get going, the Nuggets have no answer. Yep. None. I like Millsap. No. Grant. No. No, I don't even. I can't even think of whoever else they try to put on LeBron. I I would like to see the Lakers to have a better um, defensive game too. Um, I mean, defensive game as well tonight. And, I, and Vogel, I, stick with a role player who's cooking. Give Jr. a chance. He's a championship player. I'm not. I'm not as quick to commit to Jr. But. Uh, I, I, I agree saying, with the sentiment, yes. I'm not saying a chance. Give him one quarter to see what he can do in the whole series. Yeah, it, I mean, at this point, maybe not, because now it's like it's actually important. No, no, no. If Danny Green is, is on the same bullshit he's been on, JR, get out there. Yeah, and Caruso, one for seven? Why are you out there? You only have two assists? I mean, take him out. And Markeith. Yeah, Monty shot, Morris has, is lighting him up. Lighten him up. I mean, that's my thing with Caruso. If Caruso's not dominating the other backup point guard, he really shouldn't be out there. Then he should never be out there. (laughs) (laughs) Dominating the other backup point guard. I mean, obviously not like stat or like bucket wise, but I know, yeah, yeah. But Caruso does create like turnovers. Caruso take he'll he'll take the charge. He'll get like that highlight and one. He will, yeah. It, but see, I, I think that happens in short bursts. Because I, I haven't seen Caruso play any good games that he's played over 15 minutes. It's And it's, maybe it's just because he's just out there so long. I see the positives and the negatives. But when he has that quick thing where he could just do positives or nothing, I, I like it. But, I mean, he completely, um, Vogel completely dissed Markeith Morris who has shot amazing the whole playoffs. Yeah. Was that was that the first game or the last game in the last series where he had like four straight threes that time? Yeah, Houston. Yeah, I mean, he, he was like the best shooter on the team against Houston. Yeah. And then nothing. And he's like the guy. I've He's like the perfect guy because he 
can play like all of Denver's versatile guys. Yeah. You know? The Grant, Millsap, Porter. He's the perfect matchup for all three of them. Yeah, but uh but Vogel likes to throw him out there to box out Plumley. That's what that's what Vogel likes to do. Yeah, just cuz he's physical. And then just Plumley he, just jumps he thinks over. he's dirty, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's not a thing in the conference final. Right. I will say uh if the if 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 Jamal Murray has another huge game, Lakers are losing this series. Specifically today, if Murray stays hot today and mm-hmm. it goes 2-2, Nuggets are winning the series. It, only if Murray stays hot or just if Denver wins today. If if Murray carries them to their victory today. Oh, I got you. I got you. If they just have a good team performance, that's kind of different because that depends on what Denver does or what L.A. does. But if they can't find an answer for Murray today, they're not going to find an answer for Murray in time until they're heading home. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So you're you're sticking with the Lakers though, right? Uh, as of right now, I am sticking with the Lakers. Okay. Because I'm not going to make a game prediction because, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give the team that's come back from 3-1 twice the credit they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still confident in the Lakers. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm not confident, but I I'll I'll still pick the Lakers too. But I'm not confident. All right. Um That's all we got today, right? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about football if you want. It's been man, it was a messy second week. Yeah, I don't have anything, like, big that I want to say. A lot of shitty injuries, man. Yeah, that Tyrod Taylor injury is wild. Yeah. That, you know, puncture. That's a job-costing injury right there. Yeah, it is. Accident or not, that's that's hard to come back from. Yep. You see anything? uh, I mean, what's really pressing that you want to cover? The Ravens-Texans game was disappointing. For me, the Falcons getting removed from the NFL <laughs> for the next month. The Falcons don't exist. Falcons are terrible, man. Yo, that on dude, that onside kick, like you blew the lead. That happens, man. Like you just did that in the Super Bowl not that long ago. I'm not, I'm not gonna kill you for that. But that onside kick, yeah. I mean, dude. <laughs> Dan, what's his name? Dan Quinn, the coach. Yeah, gone so. instantly. <laughs> You'd fire him for that? I would have walked down to the field and fired him. <laughs> special teams would've... coach too. Get him out of there now. I definitely would have fired the special teams coach I mean, Dan, over Dan the phone. Quinn has been... I wouldn't even walk down. It's like <laughs> it's like the Falcons always know how to come back to mediocrity. You know, when they play poorly, they kind of, all of a sudden, Matt Ryan turns the fuck up, and they're, like, decent. And then when they're playing great, all of a sudden, they relax and forget to defend or cover the pass. And now it's, you know, they're in an even game. Right. It's just, I would, their coach needs to go. <laughs> they need to just blow the whole team up to me. Which, I know is not easy in football, but... 
If I was the owner, we'd we'd figure it out. Another is not good. Another funny thing I noticed: uh, the Eagles look genius for selecting Jalen Hurts. By the way, because <laughs> I don't know what Carson Wentz is doing out there, but he's not looking like a quarterback. I'll tell you that. They definitely should. This next game, they should try Hurts for sure. Playing the Bengals. What could? What's the worst that could happen? If yeah, if if Wentz starts costing them the Bengals game, um, Hurts, get out there. You got it. <laughs> I wouldn't even give Wentz a chance. I wouldn't. I would say, you know what? I'd tell him, you know what, man, we could win this without you. I would just want to try Jalen. You know, give him some snaps in, <laughs> and then you know, all of a sudden Jalen plays amazing, and that's it. Yeah. You know. Same thing happened with Lamar. Flacco had that little minor injury. Once Lamar got a taste of the field, it was over. I can't wait for uh, Ravens Chiefs. Right, that's this weekend. Yeah, Monday. Oh, Monday. Who's playing today? Uh, Dolphins Jags. Oh no, thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about football in a little bit more next week. I'll try to catch. Uh, I caught the Steelers uh, Broncos game, but the Broncos quarterback got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of tough to like get anything from that. I mean, the Steelers look good, but they always, even when they're playing bad, to me they look good. Yeah, me too. Yep. Um, I watched the Patriots Seahawks game. That was an interesting game, man. I'm mad I missed that one. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a lot of surprises, but, you know, it just kind of showed <laughs> there's still not a lot of weapons on Patriots, and the Seahawks are just stacked, honestly. They're just a monster of a team. Yeah, Seahawks are playing the Cowboys this weekend, right? I think so. Dude, check. Russell yeah. Russell Wilson might get historic this weekend. Yeah. For real. He should. We'll see. <clears throat> All right. Um, oh, shout out to uh, uh, Josh Allen, man. Oh, yeah. He looks like a freak last game. Dude. <laughs> he was eating. Dude, he looks – he's like the quarterback. Like, I thought McCaffrey was an insane athlete. Yeah. Or kind of like an unexpected insane athlete. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Allen is starting to look like. Yeah, like as a quarterback version. Yep, he's a beast. Shout out yep. to Justin Herbert too, stepping in for Tyrod Taylor like literally an hour before the game. Yeah, and like balling against the best team in the league. Yeah, Respect. OT. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um. <clears throat> We'll be back, uh, you know. I think I think the finals will probably be. Yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty sure we'll have the finals uh, locked up as to who the matchup is. Yeah. Have a preview of that. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think, I feel like there was something else I was gonna say. Oh, coach! Oh, we forgot about uh, Chicago. Yeah, Billy Donovan got the Chicago job. Yes. And I, we talked about I think we both said that would, wouldn't be bad. We both right? liked that idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good pick. I mean, Billy Donovan, I would have liked him in any of the openings. 
yeah, he's proven himself to be, you know, very, uh, I feel like versatile isn't the right word, but, um, you know, he can make, adjust, he can adjust to any team. He can fit to, like, what his team, like, does best. Yeah. And I think that's, especially for a young team, that's really key. Yeah. It is. Um. I wanted you to. Uh, I wanted to hear your comments on the Paul George eye roll speech. <laughs> what you What you think about that? Why Why is Doc Rivers still employed? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, dude, there's no way we we just go through the off season and we walk into next year and Doc Rivers is just standing there telling us the same shit. He's been telling us with every team that he's been with. Are you kidding? I'm not. I don't care. Paul George, Paul George, we know who he is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't surprise me. It surprises me that he tried to give a speech. I'm surprised these guys were pathetic enough to eye roll. Because I would have snapped on him right there. Yeah. I Patrick Beverly, why are you eye rolling? Get on his ass. <laughs> Yeah, like the fact that they're eye rolling just shows that their culture is garbage. Yep. I mean, Marcus Smart goes off, and it from what I saw, it doesn't look like anybody backed down to him. No. And you got Paul George, who's been garbage, just trying to give you some half-hearted speech, and you don't even care enough to flip out on him for that shit. Yeah. I mean, Doc Kawhi. I'm not watching y'all next year if y'all keep this shit up. <laughs> My God, they, they look like an embarrassment. Uh, Montrezl is talking about the the Falcons blowing the lead. Are, are yeah. you kidding? Like, my guy, how out of touch with reality can you be? <laughs> right. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean. <laughs> you putting any stock to Montrezl following the Raptors all of a sudden? <laughs> no, I'm not going crazy off of off of the social media moves. <laughs> uh but but I will say it's going to be an interesting you know thing to see where he goes, man. I think anywhere he lands is going to be a huge upgrade. Would he help Boston? Oh my god, yes. Oh my God! Yes, he turned a lot of the teams in the East elite to me. Every team, honestly. I mean, Miami doesn't really need him. No, but uh, but would he not fit right in? Of course. I mean, I think Mil- he would be great in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, he would. I think he he gives them exactly like that grind kind of guy that they just don't have. I think he'd help Indiana. Oh yeah. I mean, him and Sabonis that Oh well? yeah. Monsters, yeah. I think he, dude. He I mean, he can go anywhere and make a like a huge. Imagine him in Houston would be great. Yeah, I don't think it'd be the the missing piece that James Harden's talking about, but I mean, <laughs> it'll definitely give him a huge boost. Yeah, I think him in Dallas would be interesting. Oh my God, yes. I think him in Golden State would be interesting. Yeah. If you wanted to do that. Uh, I think, dude, a, a low-key team, San Antonio, he could help. Oh, yeah. Like, he had that, like, fire to the guards they already got over there. 
he he Sheesh. would definitely make a big difference in San Antonio. Literally yeah. every team. Yeah, yeah, he would. I think he would even help uh, Minnesota low key. I think he'd add some fire to a team that doesn't have any. Yeah. Um, yep. All right, that's all I got. Uh, you got anything else? Anything? Uh, we banning we like full full blown banning the Knicks if they sign Van Fleet to a max, <laughs> like a super max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. All right, Van Fleet good. is dumb for taking that if he does though. I don't think he will. I I think he I think he. He'll take less money to stay in Toronto. I, I mean, even if you wanted to go to New York, I would tell them I don't want a max. Because, like, then I'll never be able to leave. Who's trading for Van Vliet a $22 million contract? <laughs> nah, ask, ask uh, look, at, look at John Wall. <laughs> right. I think John Wall would have been stuck even if he wasn't hurt. Yeah, because of the contract? Yeah. Yeah. And they snuck Porter out of there, even though his contract was outrageous. Um, but it wasn't easy, so yeah, yeah, man, I'm down with banning them for that, for sure. Oh, did you see the draft uh, in November, right? Yeah, but the combine is like next week, the 28th, I think. Uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to catch maybe the highlights or some of the results just to see who's there, who's who's kind of you know trying to fly under the radar, maybe. Yeah, they said a lot of the teams are doing virtual workouts and interviews. Mm. Like, I think they're going to fly someone, like, to the player's area for a workout and then, um, you know, virtually do the interviews or something yeah. like that. I'm yeah. really curious where uh, Edwards goes. Yeah, me too. It seems more up in the air yeah. now. I mean, it's just been so long since these guys have played, you know, it. It's, I think it's going to be an awkward draft. We saw like the, a lot of the top the top three guys. We saw small sample sizes, so it's hard to like commit to who they are. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely going to be it, some uh, some chances taken. Yeah, and a lot of the guys have been hyped for so long and just like dropped off. Like R.J. Hampton is like out of the top ten, mm. and he was like years ago. Like two years ago, they were saying he was going to be a first pick of the draft. Yeah. So, yeah, it is going to be a lot of chances, and it's going to, you know, part of it is going to come down to the opportunities too. You know, what teams they go to. Um, you know, I, I say that on here a lot, but it is tough for rookies. If you if you go to a team that doesn't really want you, you know, you may never. You may never recover yeah. or never really get to do what you wanted to do, need to do. I'll tell you, you if anybody, if any of the teams before Miami drafted Tyler Harrow, he wouldn't be doing this. I agree. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yep. Uh, any other news? No, I think that's it. All right. Uh, I'm going to play some uh, throwback game featuring Keisha Cole. And we'll be back for 113 next week.
swear to God, it feel like every day is my birthday. Let the top down, California's my birthplace. So I'ma take you there like big took niggas to New York. Juicy had us feeling like we was from New York. And that's real shit. Blaze the Philly of summertime. Shout out to Will Smith. Cause who didn't want to be the Fresh Prince? Flat top, gold chain, and some fresh kicks. My nigga Nas told me money make the world go round. And Uncle Luke showed me how to make my girl go down. I've been around hip-hop since 85. She had her ups and downs, but she stayed alive. I used to think LL stood for love LA. He from Queens, how the fuck he put that with Cool J? Red Kango hat, red sweatsuit to match. Red Adidas, nigga, game is back. It's all my boombox had to say The day was a good day, had the hood bustin' Ice Cube, my favorite rapper Y'all niggas can't tell me nothing. Everybody first bootleg was boys in the hood Whoever thought gangsta rap would make noise in the hood When the cars ride by with the booming system Two-door Mustang and the roof was missing. Every girl at your school had the new extensions Even gangsters was dancing like new addition Cause the house party stayed rocking all night Niggas came through and shot it up, but it was alright Cause after the cops left, it was a party then You're down with OPP, they bring Naughty in They say it never rained in Southern California Tony, Tony lie, sit back, watch game Throw its money in the sky With all the honeys, DJ, bring it back, let it go. Mixing it with black rob, make them say whoa. Everything full circle, game living major. Girls on my hip like a Skytel pager. Now I'm on the top, let the champagne pop. Throw your hands in the sky, cause the game don't stop. Just a little more change, got a biz in the range. Every rap metaphor always ends in my name. The cool hurts, DJ red alerts. Before I was born, they was talking about the game. Ask a Jay-Z fan about Big Daddy Kane. Don't know him. Game gon' show him just like they showed me. My lyrics is OG. When it's all said and done, you niggas don't fault me. Day I got the chance to make-